Now, look, welcome to the pod, by the way, everyone. Um, Jamie's gone, but filling in for Jamie is an all-star. Boys cast, baby. It's a boys cast. <laughs> you know him as a comedian, podcaster. What other things do you go by? I think that's about it. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's Josh Potter, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Rob, you've been on his uh, podcast a couple first times. First guest ever. The first yeah. ever? Yeah, first ever oh, guest. Wow. Wow. Well, it's an honor to have you. I ever had. And I'd lo- love you to come back when you get back in L.A. too. Yeah, I'd love to. The uh, You're also known as a Bills fan. Well, yeah, I guess that's a, that's true. I, I don't know. Is that like a personality trait? Here's the thing. I have a question. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I have a question about the Bills because I have a very close friend of mine who is a huge Bills fan. I'm like, really? I've got this guy, Josh Potter, coming in. He's a Bills fan. What's something I can ask him to verify? Oh, let's go. To make sure. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question here. There's, there's two of them. Um, actually there's just one. Uh, so, so this is a pass fail. Okay. The bills famously lost a super bowl on a missed field goal. Was it wide left or wide, right? What is this kitty kindergarten? Yeah. That's, it's wide, right, baby. I mean, that's like, okay. That's like, what color are the bills colors? Okay. <laughs> okay. Ask Cassim that, ask Cassim that question. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. It's blue and red and white. There you go. Like America. Yeah. I uh, look, I, yeah. I tuned into football. I'm back when the Bills were in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Well, yeah, that was the Jim the, Kelly the era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not a complete, complete fool. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, here's a second question. Okay. All right. Most fans call it Ralph Williams Stadium. Ralph Wilson Stadium. Russ, I, I just read it wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how dumb I am. Most fans call it Ralph Wilson Stadium. But what is the current name of the Buffalo Bills Stadium? It's Highmark Stadium. Now, that's correct. Which is a stupid name. It's like. Blue Cross and Blue Shield Highmark Stadium. Let me ask you, are these easy questions? Yeah, that was for anyone. I don't know if it's for anyone. Okay. I I know many. I love football, so I know many other teams stadiums as well. Yeah. But I might have gotten that wrong if I because the Bills have had some name changes over the last couple of years. Okay. Hey, before we get started with the pod, quick word from one of our sponsors this week. We have Mac Weldon on the holiday season is here. And with it comes the yearly questions of what do I wear to a non-ugly sweater party? And how do I maximize my time savoring holiday moments and minimize my time shopping for gifts? Fear not, weary holiday wanderer. Mac Weldon has all the answers, whether it's an office party, a party with family and friends, or just a holiday party of you, your couch, and a game on TV. Mac Weldon has all the essentials to keep you stylish and comfortable throughout the season and their innovative daily wear system has taken the hard work out of outfit planning with pieces designed to work together for any occasion, saving you time and sparing you any extra holiday stress. Robbie, what's on your head? Guys, sometimes you get sponsors that you're fucking thrilled about. Uh, I've been wearing Mack Weldon underwear for years. And to be honest, I never would have known that I loved their other stuff if they weren't a sponsor because they gave us a little money to spend and we spent it. I got this hat. I've been wearing it every day around New York. It's a, the perfect beanie. If you order this beanie and you tell me you don't like it, I think you're lying because I've been wearing it every day. I love it. They also got um, these like thick wool socks that are perfect uh, to wear around this apartment because it's cold in New York. Uh, I'm super stoked that uh, Mac Weldon 
is a sponsor on the pod. Their stuff is great. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash pajama and enter promo code pajama. That's MacWeldon.com slash pajama, promo code pajama, 20% off. Get it right this holiday season, guys. You mentioned when you you came in here, you're, you're thinking about maybe moving or you're, you're no, looking at places. I am desperately trying to move. I still live in the same apartment I moved into when I first got here. So yeah. it's a situation I desperately want to get out of. And uh, I can't wait to do it. I'm looking yeah. at places actively now. So I'm excited. What part of town are you looking? Uh, you can be vague about it. Uh, the West Side. Thank you. Yeah. We love we love the West Side. Because that's where I work out of, too, so it'd be closer for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. I work on the east side. It just took me an hour and a half to get home. No, that's where I live, and I came over here. Yeah. And it's Thank the same you, thing, the like, way. when I go to my studio, it's a nightmare every time. Yeah. And coming home is a nightmare. Because you're in Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, sometimes I feel really bad for Castle when he's driving me around. I am his personal that's chauffeur. That's the other thing. I don't drive either. Like you. Know, there you like, go. Yeah, I'm a fellow non-driver. So, you know, I don't mind taking an Uber. I was thinking about this the other day, though. Like, how much less of a risk really is it to Uber everywhere than it is just for me to drive? <laughs> like, do I trust <laughs> random strangers every day? Yeah. Multiple times, sometimes a day. Or do I just say, like, take my life into my own hands? It's a practice I, of trust every time you get in the back. Oh, of I think cars. about that all the time. And yeah. it's like, thank God I'm a guy. You yeah, know what I mean, like women in Ubers has got to be a nightmare. I can tell you, you're definitely you're OK taking Ubers, but there's sometimes where I get into lifts and I'm like, I don't know. Oh, you're what. drawing like, a distinction here. I definitely do that, too. I oh, think big I time. consider Lyft so much more janky than Uber. <laughs> it is for sure. Okay. Like, so, I, so if the car isn't a Prius is the mascot car of Uber, what's the mascot car? I don't know, but it's like a probably. A Corolla. Yeah. That, I was going like to say yeah, Tercel yeah, 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 yeah. Corolla. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. A Honda. Yeah. But it's not even a make the make of the car. It's like they used to have, remember they used to have the eyelash or like mustaches. <laughs> yeah. They that used right to, away. I go, this is a stupid company. They used to dress up the cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was going, I was taking one one time in Vegas to Whole Foods. And like when we got off on the, because the guy picked me up at like a really nice building. And when the guy, and the, it was like one of the worst cars I've ever been in, in my whole life. And when the guy got off of the highway for Whole Foods, I just take my seat. Like I always go to that Whole Foods. So as soon as we'd get off the highway, I would take my seatbelt off. So like as soon as we got out of the highway, I took my seatbelt off and he looked back like, you're going to be okay. Like, yeah. you know, like thinking that I was like worried about escaping his car. So, and I was like, dude, please. But like the building he picked me up, at was like crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I had so a he's woman, like, oh, this fucking rich white asshole. And this isn't a matter of, I've had women drivers for Uber too, but this one was a Lyft driver and uh, just taking forever to pick me up. Like the thing is going up, like in counting, like, I'm like, mm -hmm. this is insane. What is she doing? Then she finally arrives and I didn't see her picture or anything like that. And I get in the car. I'm like already boiling hot from like just waiting. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm already late to yeah. this dinner. And I get into the car and she's like cute. And I'm just like so disarmed immediately. And she's like, sorry, it took so long. I'm like, that's OK. Yeah, it's amazing how that happens. <laughs> but then I noticed how she drove and it was like no sense of urgency. We're like no. on the highway. People are like vroom, vroom, right past us. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my Lord. And I still tipped her and gave her five stars because I'm like a simp loser but 
Yeah, I feel <laughs> I feel like good looking women don't get the, the instruction that they need because people just give them a <laughs> yeah, pass. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the lift for you. You know what I mean? Like I've never had a I've always had chatty drivers too. And you can mark that thing, don't talk or whatever. Yeah. And they still just are like, oh, it says don't talk, but you know, that's for losers or whatever. They just yeah, exhaust <laughs> you of energy. I was at uh me and my friend used to when I was playing poker like every day, we used to go to uh casinos around new york and we we would just go like one way style and not know when we were gonna leave and we're at i think it was foxwoods or mohegan for like two weeks and both of us just hit a wall we're like i don't know if we ran out of money or what but we looked at each other we're like yo we got to get the fuck out of here like mm-hmm. now it's like okay so we called the front desk and we're like hey can you call us a taxi we get our bags we're like go downstairs and like the they didn't tell the taxi like you're going to new york city so it's probably like a two hour drive or more and it's like a woman and we put our bags in and we're like, oh, we thought they told you like we're going to New York City. And she's like, oh, like, are you kidding me? Blah, blah. And we're like, hey, it's OK. Like, if you want to take us back. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I just have to stop. She actually said she had asthma. And she's like, I have to stop at my place first and get my asthma medicine and then we'll go. And we're like, oh, OK. Man. Yeah. So she like me and me and my boy are and like we're at the end of a two week bender. So we're already like sketched out and we're sitting in the back of her car and you could see she goes up to her place and she leaves the front door open and the lights on. So you could just see like a silhouette of what's going on kind of inside. And all of a sudden she starts yelling and there's like screaming and it's some dude. And we're like, oh, man, because we have no idea where we are now. We're like 20 minutes away from fucking Foxwoods and Pennsylvania or Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, fuck. We're like, yeah, we're like, this is going to be bad. So all of a sudden, like she's yelling and then like I see her come out with this like big bag and she comes out to the car and like puts in the car. She's like, I'll be back in one second. She goes back into the uh, the place, comes out with what is I'd say a three month old baby and a three and a three year old puts the three year old in the front seat, straps him in, puts a car seat in between her and that kid and she's like all right we're off like <laughs> starts dry and now my friend is like again we're on a bender so like my friends in the back smoking like you know we're just like we're like yo this is so bad and she stopped at uh she's like oh like the kids are crying we got to stop at mcdonald's she's stopping at mcdonald's like the whole oh, the baby no, 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 she's no, doing no, like no. 70 on the highway the infant starts like hysterically crying and me and my boy are just looking at each other in the back like yo what the fuck and like the dude like her dude is calling her the whole time like still trying to fight and shit and we're like yo we just pl-. like i remember getting home and shutting my front door and being like oh thank god like oh yeah god. that is a true uh story about how what that should just be lips like slogan is like we're inconvenienced by you right <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> every lift driver is like that they're just like oh god it's like why are you working right now that yeah i want to drive somewhere it's an adventure um can i ask you this have you ever driven yeah i used to drive you used to drive I moved here i moved here and that's i mean i probably shouldn't have been driving at any point let's talk about your blindness yeah 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 I, because uh, a lot of a lot of folks know a lot of people from YMH know you. This is actually my first time actually meeting you. I've heard so much sure. about you. I know that you are uh, from Kim and Sarah, the sweetest, <laughs> funniest blind man. They yes, know. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the blind men. <laughs> Out of all the blind men. Uh, how blind are you? Is it uh, is it something that came on later? I've always had glasses and they've always been pretty uh, astounding since you were a kid, since I was a kid. Same. But as you grow, you be, if you're nearsighted, you become more nearsighted because your eyes grow more oblong. 
So mine was mm-hmm. like Jack. Remember that movie Jack? Yeah. <laughs> Robin yeah. That's like my eyes basically, and they grew ab- abnormously oblong. And so like I had retina tears and stuff like that oh, when I was man. a kid. And Jesus. so I had them. Do you, wait, this is a stupid question. Yeah. You don't feel a retina tear. Right? You don't. No. <laughs> right. don't. All of a sudden. Black. It's just a, it was like a curtain. Oh. Closing across my, the first one I ever experienced oh. was actually in the only eye that works now, which is ironic because now it's like my good eye. And uh, <laughs> it, it was like seventh grade. And I was like taking a shower before school. And I just remember seeing like, this like purple sort of thing going on. I thought I got like soap in my eye, but as the day progressed, it was like a, a black curtain was coming across my eye. I remember at oh. one point I was like, I got to make a phone call. And I called my mom <laughs> on a pay phone I a and phone. I told her and she was like, go to the nurse. I don't know. And so I went to the nurse and like called my eye doctor and he was like, you need to get in here now. Yeah. And so I went in there and he put me in sur- Like I was in surgery the next morning. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. Jesus. And that's and they, when like surgery on eyes wasn't like, you know, now with LASIK and shit, it seems like it's like, oh yeah, I everybody's mean, had something. But back then. Honestly, the procedure hasn't changed. Well, although I did just hear some stories, because I mean, this was again, I got this surgery between the years of 98 and like 2006, like probably seven times. And so Jeez. the first one was like the best one actually saved this eye. And it's made it pretty sturdy. The time I had it over here, the guy tried to do like a different type of procedure. He was like, I'm going to laser it or whatever with lasers and shit. And he fucked it up. And so it became a little more like um, drastic. Like he was basically like, imagine you were wallpapering a, uh, a wall and all of a sudden, like it started peeling, like in the middle and shit and like all over yeah. the place. And you're just trying to like do triage on that. That's like what my retina was doing when that guy fucked it up. So then I had to do like multiple surgeries to fix that just to keep the beautiful eye in my face as it is now. But I can't see out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, God bless you. I, I feel oh, like yeah, my that's... dad just recently, he had a detached retina last yes. year. That's what. Yes, exactly. Same thing. And uh you know, like, as soon as my dad re- like retired, by the way, as soon Falling as he apart. stopped going to work, it was almost an instant degradation of his body. And that's one, a real thing. One of the first things to go were his eyes. Interesting. Yeah. And his eyes just like he had it in both eyes. He detached retina and then he got cataracts. And this yeah. is yeah, it's just like I feel like, oh, man, my eyes are already kind of red all the time. You know, I feel like that's in my future because if I sneeze hard enough i can feel that pressure up here well like when you are an older person that's where it happens you know what i mean that's where the retinas detach and all that that's why like when i had it in seventh grade the guy who did my surgery he's like can i video this i've never like done this <laughs> on a child. i was like yeah for sure they Whatever. got you one of those auditorium yeah i was like yeah. in a medical journal or some shit and then um yeah, he's like, this happens. They told me they're like, straight up, this happened. You're gonna watch a video about this, but there's gonna be all old people in it because this only really happens yeah. to old people. And cataracts was a thing where they're like, oh, that could help you, you know, because we removed the lens, and some people they don't need glasses after. I'm yeah, like, I'm gonna need glasses, guy. Yeah, that's why. That's <laughs> yeah. right. I need them. Yeah. My dad uh, got rid of his glasses because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he now his eyes when you look at them they look funky, like yeah, on so bionic. But yeah, he can see crazy well out of those eyes have any of your other senses grown 
You know, I have sometimes sensitive hearing. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, See, you got to hear about this, Robbie. Well, and, and and I know you guys have been talking about autism quite a bit, and I don't yes. think this falls. I think it is. And I don't mind talking about this uh, because he doesn't follow anything in my life because he is autistic and he has got Asperger's, my roommate, and he is constantly bothering me with sounds like he slams cupboard doors. He's. Mm-hmm putting dishes away like he's in a diner like it's just like playing things around. <laughs> yeah he eats cereal like he's scraping the paint off yeah. of the bottom of the bowl right i mean and Ugh. he's doing like he'll walk around like he's in a trying to break the guinness record for clearing his throat just like, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> like a fucking velociraptor sure. like, i can't yeah handle noises i feel like i am like a ghost mm-hmm. they don't know when i'm there they don't know when i'm gone <laughs> They right. have no, I make no sounds. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I'm the same way. I, I put on like, if Sarah's asleep in the room, I put on these, I don't put on flip uh, slippers or anything. When I get up in the morning uh, to get ready for work, I put on these sock slippers because I ninja around the house, you know, cause I don't, I'm afraid I'm any noise is going to wake her up. I have a very soft step too. Like I walk on the balls you, of my feet. I, I noticed that about you on their way in. I, <laughs> a very soft-footed man. Well, it has to do with also being blind. Like I can navigate a dark room. I won't collide into things, even if it's foreign to me, because I am like feeling my way through it. Hands first. Hands first, if it's not something that I know. But like also, like I can sense my spatial awareness. So I'm not like yeah, just a klutz running into things. Although I've had moments, I did walk into a moat at one point. <laughs> Okay. That was the best. Yeah, that was the most. That was a moment where like it was hilarious to tell the story, but it was also like I started going like I think I'm like going to lose my independence someday. You know oh, what I no. mean? Like that was a moment <laughs> where I was like, "Oh my lord, like what does the future hold for me?" Like Yeah. Yeah, what should I'm going to be like walking into down I can't even walk to the store anymore like Yeah. Learning to manage daily stress and anxious thoughts is something we all want, but many of us don't know where to begin. New Mood is here to guide you to mental wellness and give you the tools you need to tackle the stress. Everybody has anxious thoughts, especially like, you know, when you're laying in bed and you're trying to sleep and you're thinking, oh, what are you going to do tomorrow? New Mood is here to help you. Tell them, Cass. Yeah, that's right, guys. Um, With New Mood, you'll take the journey to mental wellness one step at a time. Their guided approach teaches you the power of shifting your mindset in just a few minutes a day. With a team of dedicated coaches, you'll have the support system helping you on your journey. Here's some things about the app. It's backed by science, lessons based on psychological principles that teach you about your relationship with stress and anxiety. It's robust. It provides you with a variety of tools and techniques to try out and discover. And it holds your hand through a daily curriculum coupled with a one-on-one coach that guides and encourages you on your journey. And it's accessible and convenient. With only 10 minutes a day, you can do whenever and wherever. So guys, worry less and feel happier. Sign up for your free trial at Noom dot com slash pajama that's n-o-o-m dot com slash pajama oh athletic greens uh yeah. dude i've been using my athletic greens every morning uh i usually make uh sarah a cup of coffee every morning right but now i'm making her a glass of athletic greens she loves it. She loves it. She gets on her athletic greens and then she'll get on the bike right after. It's giving her all kinds of energy. 
She's absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, yeah. and whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Yeah, I have it before I go to work because I don't necessarily have the time to, I don't really have a, a big breakfast in the morning. So uh, I'm, I'm not really getting the minerals and vitamins that I should probably be getting, but not now because I have uh, an AG1 glass and then they gave me a little uh, vitamin D dropper. I put a little vitamin D in there. I mix it all up. I slam it down. Well, this this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all these things. And what's great is like, if you see people who are just eating healthy every day and they're getting all this stuff from it, but it takes so much time. If you're a busy person, whatever, it's one scoop, bang. You throw it in a drink, whatever you want it to do. So, some people throw it in water. I throw it uh, into green juices already, like some vegetable juice, bang. It is, uh, it's incredible. Yeah, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. It makes it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash pajama. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash pajama to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Can you can you describe what happened when you walked into the moat? Yeah, which castle I, were you sieging? It was for Ellie Makovsky's podcast, and she was mm -hmm. in the Hollywood Hills doing it at some house. And I it was dark nighttime. <laughs> and I walk into a, a what I thought was the house. It was a yard. Mm-hmm. And immediately upon walking in, just like not even two feet ahead is a bridge. But I saw it as something in the way. Okay. So I walked around it. Yeah. And it was, again, dark. And when I walked around what I thought was something in the way and I was walking around it, I walked into <laughs> water. <laughs> was it a slow, <laughs> gradual incline no, or was it? <laughs> I walked like like Mr. Bean or something yeah. like walk straight into it. <laughs> oh no. Like with the casualness to the point where she thought I was doing a bit. <laughs> Josh, he commits. Yeah, yeah. She came up. She goes, she thought she's like, was that like a Steve-O thing? But like, <laughs> no, it was, I did not. I go, I am so sorry. It'd oh, be the lamest Steve-O bit, by the way. My phone was in my pocket. It was <laughs> a nightmare. Oh, you poor guy. Yeah. And then I just remember like, I did the podcast with her after that, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just like incredibly embarrassed. I can't even like look at her. You know what you I mean? You were wet. Like, yeah, I was yeah. soaking wet. She put towels down. She's just like, <laughs> oh. I like went into the bathroom and like rang my clothes out in the oh in the tub and shit, and then yeah. just did the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> was, so funny. I was like, well, I have to do it now. We can't like, I can't like go home and then do this again another day. Yeah, at least you have that, to talk about on the yes, pod. Yes, exactly. Now. Yeah. That's just a, a moment where like no one feels cool when you're wringing the shirt out in the, in the bathroom. Impossible. And like it's, I don't think there's cool. anybody. <laughs> you can't be cool I don't cool get embarrassed there. and I was like mortified. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't get in, that embarrassed that much. Well, you came in, you've done, you've been in my house before. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you did uh, Shank's podcast. Yes. And you walked into this room. I want to know what you thought of me. Before no, I me. like this room. I, I know that I listened to your podcast with Sarah and um, the one that you guys did on here. Mm -hmm. And I don't find your 
um, Rocket League highlights to be autistic. Thank you. I New host cool. of Pajama Pants. I, I, I have. Remember. I also have a lot of Major League uh, Baseball the show highlights on a reel. People got to understand. And also. Exactly. Yes. It's always saving. Yes. You just tell it which part you, you just want. push a button and go. That was cool. Yeah. Right. I <laughs> post mine on my Instagram. So I made like promo videos out of it over COVID because I was, <laughs> was so. I'm, thank you. I feel like we put a lot of hours into these games. We get better and and ultimately it's for us. But sometimes it's cool to share. I think it's great. I don't, I think it's Thank part you. of your brand also. And like, Thank you're you. bringing people to your channel. And I also like, if I was dating a girl, I would definitely, I'd be like, I'm chasing 400 home runs. <laughs> you know, what I mean? they've got to accept that. Yeah. yeah. I would be like, it's, isn't this cool? Like I always, I love it's, you know how like people watch uh, soldiers coming home and like hugging their children yeah. and it makes them cry. Yeah, or whatever. Right, right. You know, what makes me cry when I see a, a meme for a gamer who's like, baby, I just won the NBA championship in 2K live or whatever. And the girl's like, go way to go, baby, or whatever. Like <laughs> that shit where they gas them. What up. a fantasy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. I, there was this game called San Francisco Rush back in the day that we used to play for um racing game. Yeah, it was yeah, for N64. Oh, Rush, Rush uh the original was like. I used to go to my friend's house after school and play that every day on N64. Was it San right. Francisco Rush? That was the original one, wasn't it? Like I don't know cars, if, it, if you make them flip in the freeform mode. Right. So that's what we would do. It was like everybody, like I remember we, me and my friend went, me and my friend Rex went to somebody's place and we were like, oh, you actually race in this game? We're like, no, it's not what you're supposed to do. Like there's these little lips like yeah. in the game where when you find them, you go like 130 miles an hour and you just flip around like over and over and over. And like then you try and mark. right. And you just try and like land or whatever. And uh, we would, I mean, I would have a friend come over and we would do it for eight hours and then like, mm-hmm. all right, goodbye, go to bed, go to school the next day. And then after school, it's like, okay, come over and just flipping these mm-hmm. cars over. And, over. and I forgot about that. Like my whole life until a year ago, I saw like a clip of it and I was like, oh, and I thought, I just thought about that. I'm like, man, that would be dope to have. I would love to have like videos of me and my friends playing video games from 20 years ago. Oh, that game and GoldenEye were like hours and hours we spent doing that. And even I I like played a mod of GoldenEye recently. I'm like, this game still is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's that that four player split screen. I can't believe no one's remade it just with better graphics. Yeah, it's a good point. I, there's got to be a licensing thing. Maybe. I mean, because it, it was such a it just it slapped. It would be the best if they remade it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're old enough to where we grew up with like video games. And now we're kind of older. We're the first adults to really have like, yeah. And so when you see somebody my age, you know, pushing 40, but who also keeps Rocket League highlights, like it shouldn't be that much of a shock. It's not that crazy. The best gifts I've ever gotten were game gaming consoles, like Game Boy, like those things changed my life and were burned into my memory. I remember I cried (laughs) to my mother and I was like, I need Sega Genesis so I can have NHL (laughs) 95 because it had instant replay that blew my mind. Yeah. And I I got it and I would play that thing for hours. I would call the games like I was on the broadcast. Yeah. And my mom would think I was insane. I'd be in my room screaming like Rick Jenneret 
playing NHL 95. That was the game that like changed my life for sure. Yeah, I think I might have had 90 five maybe 97 but that was a 97 dun, i mean dun, the whole dun, 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 yes the, yeah the, mi- the midi of that yeah, yeah that and you do the wrap around and he gets stuck the wrap around would, would always stuck. be the Incredible. go-to in 95 yeah or the one-timer was impossible to stop too yeah the one-timer across the goalie yeah god those yeah. games those games really changed i loved goldeneye but i feel like halo was the first game to me where i was like i i would say it was like at least a two year period where like the game didn't leave the console, you know, like that. it was like, uh, I was like, I'm not playing any, like once we were playing that game, it was like, this is the, and especially when it was like four way, it's all four of your friends. The, and if I could have some, you, if you pull back some highlights from that, where you throw like a sticky bomb through like a, a portal and it hits your boy in the chest and you see their screen just like glowing green and you're like, I, I did it. That's yeah. it. I did That's it. Instagram <laughs> accounts now. There are Instagrams of like Call of Duty kills where they're just like highlights. I don't even know what I'm watching in those, by the way. I'm so like bad at those games. <laughs> Same. I don't even know what I'm looking at when I see those. They're like a guy just like and you're just like oh cool does that did you do good there yeah, <laughs> i don't even great. know what i'm saying <laughs> i see it says you know the points come sure. up i have no idea it's like real war i don't know where <laughs> i can't see those guys <laughs> which is in real yeah. war as i am in fake war yeah like games like battlefield where people are hopping out of planes shooting people then getting back in the plane I mean, no there's idea. there's all kind. i just like looking at it you yes. know i just like looking at it there's a new halo rob did you know that yeah, I, but even would like you Halo, play it today? If I told you I have Halo, come over. Let's no, play. because even Halo Two, I was like, nah, it's too much. But like, you could hold a gun in each hand; it was too much. But the last game I played that I was like addicted to was Gears of War, and that was oh. the last one that I. And man, I would like, have never guessed that they did something where like, because you had your gun, and then they attached a chainsaw to your gun. Yeah. So when you're killing somebody and somebody starts shooting you from the side, when you're done shooting that guy, you turn around and chainsaw their face. And that you were just like, <laughs> this is the best fucking game. That's like Doom. Yeah. Doom at the yeah, chainsaw. You go like, what the fuck? Do you remember yeah. where you were when you first played like Doom or Ca- Castle Wolfenstein? Doom was in my, I remember we got a PC, the first PC we ever had. And I knew more about it than my parents, which is a thing that will never happen again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was like I had all the games. I had Napster. I'm looking at porn. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everything I want. And I'm like brazen about the porn, too. I'm like categorizing it in the desktop. I like, did <laughs> on the I desktop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Not is even brazen. Cloaking folders. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Being porn like <laughs> like. <labeling it. laughs> and then I would just like blame it on my dad or something. It was really easy to throw them off the scent you know yeah yeah it it was i remember getting a floppy uh like i think i borrowed a floppy from my friend and because that came on a floppy right didn't it doom came on a floppy. yeah yeah and it was uh i remember putting it in in my computer not being good enough oh to play it you needed a graphic card i remember i got one of those voodoo graphic cards oh the voodoo installed it myself i couldn't do that today no I, no no i have no idea when you doing. wanted it bad enough as a kid though you became like an electrician when you needed it it was so you, wild. Know. there was no youtube videos either no yeah so there was crazy. a lot of trial and error and there's a lot of like your friends telling you how to do it at school and then you going home You're trying to remember book yeah yeah <laughs> god i love games dude i love it 
I had a dark period of games where I didn't play anything from like 16 to 25 because I got like a full time radio job and I just didn't. I was going out. You know what I mean? I was like, I want chicks now or whatever. And then I went to Cleveland (laughs) and I moved to Cleveland for a morning radio job and I had no friends. And I go, I'm going to buy an Xbox. And I played Skyrim. And Ooh. Madden, I, it got me back into Madden. It was Madden 2011 with Peyton Hillis on the cover. And I lived in Cleveland at the time. So it was like, I'm like, this is kismet. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing online and I'm like, oh my God, I'm back. And I haven't yeah. stopped playing online since then. When they, when they introduced online playing against somebody, it was like, oh, I'm not good anymore. Well, that was another thing too. Yeah. Like, even still, I play Madden all of the time and i could never like in a professional tournament i would get smoked yeah i have friends that will smoke me every single time yeah they have these i mean there are the the pros at any certain games like you know there are like racing simulator games that people race cars that's my dream purchase by the way now that i'm not the driving, full get, i want the whole yes. nascar rig yeah like love on the spectrum yeah yes so there was playing. <laughs> there was a kid <laughs> yeah. who was like the best at I think it was iRacing. Um, and then they he like won a tournament and then they put him on a track in a real car. Doesn't and he like that. won that. Oh, really? Because he like knew because they do real uh, courses. Yeah. Cor- yeah. So they so like know the each shift. turn. They know when to break, like what to downshift to, where to like hit the apex. Well, and these what, guys are winning. Honestly, that's what NASCAR drivers. I have a, a weird knowledge of NASCAR. That's what NASCAR drivers use to practice now when they can't get the cars to the, because they only get yeah. a certain sanctioned time to practice on the so track. So in their yeah. off time, they do the simulators so they know the turns, what lines they want to take. They can simulate the uh, tire wear and like yeah. the down the weather, and the spoilers. Yeah, and Formula like One guys too. Do they do that? Yeah, the Formula One guys. They like have it in their thing, you know. And it's funny because they're like the coolest guy, like. Before I started watching the Formula One show on Netflix, like in my head, I would have thought Formula One guys are the same as NASCAR guys. Like they look like you right now with like an oversized beer, like just chugging Even it all the, the time. Formula One guys, do you think that? Because they're all Europe people. So I would think they're like, you know, in uh, what is it? Talladega Nights, Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. I would right. be like, oh, they're all prissy Euro guys. Yeah. See, I just knew nothing. I, to racing, racing to me was like one thing and it was like one guy, you know, did everything. And then I started, I became addicted to that Formula One show. And you're like, oh, these are like full on rock star dudes. And so like, like Lewis Hamilton is like the coolest guy dating the hottest chicks or whatever. And uh, you just got knighted somewhere. I don't know. It wasn't by the queen, but Lewis Hamilton just became like a sir. Wow. But then they, then they would show them at home, like playing this video game. And it looks like, you know, like when, when somebody's playing a fucking video game, but they're actually training for like the hundreds of millions of dollars they're getting paid or whatever. So it's like, it's like a very serious, it's, it's weird to see somebody like play video games. And it's like, this is life or death. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like this is real. But all of a sudden, I was like into NASCAR. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to watch this season coming up. I'm going to really follow it closely. And I was like 15, 2001. I was 15. Yeah. And um, the first race is the Daytona 500. It's the Super Bowl. That's the only sport that does the first event is their Super Bowl. And I watched the Daytona 500 and Dale Earnhardt, the only guy I basically knew, Mm -hmm. dies. That's insane. 
And of course, like, you would become a lifelong fan. Yeah, I go like this sport's insane. The guy can, the main guy can die. Yeah, that's nuts. What a reality check. Tune in next week to see who who dies next. Well, then you know the next week was like Steve Park one, and it was like Dale Earnhardt owned that car, and it was like this. Everyone's crying and shit, and like it was wild. It was yeah. just like a wild season to follow after that. But it really. What I loved it, about. Oh, sorry. What no. I what I loved about no, it's all good. What I loved about the fucking formula one is like what you were just saying, which is like, there's always fights where in American sports, they're like, Oh, like something horrible happens. And he's like, you know, I'm just, uh, we didn't say anything, you know, I'm just honored to, uh, it was a great game. And, uh, you know, we gave it our best And this where these formula one guys don't play that shit. Like they say exactly what's on their mind. They're like, yeah, fuck that. They're like, should just I go fuck fucking smack off. that? No, they yeah. do that in NASCAR too. And they don't um, love it. The sport, or like the entity that owned, you know, NASCAR, the league, they try to squash that. And I, it's doing them. They a disservice. shouldn't. Yeah. They, they, it's really doing them a disservice, but there are fist fights. I mean, I've, some of the best moments are in the hottest ones. Like they're throwing their helmets at the cars and I mean, they get fined and shit, but it's like, yeah, let those guys fight it out. That's only good. I mean, it's not like oh, NASCAR is known for a, a league of gentlemen, you know, yeah. they're not all like, great guys on and off the track even they were saying in the media there was a rivalry denny hamlin and joey logano that was like reaching this weird peak and then like nascar did a thing to like squash it and you were like oh god come on you don't even know what is making people tune in at this point yeah uh, but I don't even understand why they try and present football players that way it's like these guys are on the field trying to at times kill each other stupid like yeah. I was just yeah. celebrating a play and they're like 15 yards. It's like, come on. Yeah. yeah that the when the ref like uh backed up backed up into him. Who who was that? Oh, the that other game week? was that was the Bears first, That was crazy. Uh, forget who else it was. Steelers? Was it Bears Steelers? It was a primetime game, so everyone was losing their minds about it, you know. Yeah, that was crazy. I'd love the refs not to be a storyline. Yeah. You know, everyone's yelling right now, they're like the Bills lost because of the refs in the Buccaneers game, and I'm like we lost because of a lot of things that didn't help, obviously. Yeah. They, it helps them cope if they yeah. can find a all agree to blame somebody to not this last Sunday, I think, but the Sunday before that, one of the refs in the game I was watching, like pulled a hammy, you know, and it was like this big <laughs> deal. Like they were like, oh, man, like we hope he's OK. And he was just like holding the back of the <laughs> back of his fucking we're calf. sending thoughts and prayers to Steve Hockley, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who pulled a hamstring earlier in the game. And like, I hope he's okay. And they find out it's just like he pulled a hamstring. It like shuts. It's crazy how like I always think about this. How like if aliens came down here, now we're talking. And they're like, and they're yeah. like, what's the biggest thing down here? It's like, yeah, football. I'd love to show aliens football. Let yeah, me right. let me let that be my job with the aliens when they come is to go just like, hand it off to you. I we crack a beer with them. I go, this is a beer. Yeah. <laughs> we need we watch this. this now this is fun you want to get into it like let's check it out and then see if they get into it so that could be like our peace making it's time to seek out pleasure in every area of your life from how you start your mornings to how you wind down at night and everything in between you deserve to enjoy it all dipsy stories wants you to find joy and confidence in and out of the bedroom um i signed up for dipsy okay I uh, put in my information and then I answered a series of questions and, and uh, like topics that I would be interested in. It spit out a bunch of stories 
that I could just listen to. Um, and they were pretty spicy. Let me tell you, they're good if you're alone and they're good if you're with a partner or even your new buddy, Josh Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of stories to choose from guys. Yeah, it is. It is real spicy stuff. I highly recommend, um, especially. And by the way, they also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore and sleep sessions to help you drift off into a nice sleep. Yeah, which is nice. They've got it all for listeners of the show. Dipsy's offering an extended 30 day free trial. When you go to dipsystories.com slash pajama, that's 30 days of full access for free. When you go to D I P S E a stories.com slash pajama dipsystories.com slash pajama. Guys, this is great. I come home and before I even walk in my front door, waiting for me is a box of food. I open up the box of food. There's all the ingredients are right there of the stuff that I want to cook. That was New York Rob giving you the skinny on HelloFresh. Uh, with HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Um, Look, the holidays can be hectic, but HelloFresh keeps things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and cleanup so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with friends and family. They offer 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. So, oh, don't don't forget dessert, by the way. They have dessert. Satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal limited-time goodies like ginger-spiced cake truffles and cherry cheesecake swirl bars. Uh, Whoa, babe, you're getting out of control. I'll take yeah. it from here. So go to HelloFresh.com slash pajama14, pajama14, and use code pajama14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. Three free gifts. Listen, guys, it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash pajama14. Use code pajama14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our ads and sponsors. It helps keep the show going. And for those of you that uh, aren't pulling out your hair, uh, we appreciate you sticking around every week and supporting people to support the show. You know, just party with them. Yeah, a little a bit. bond over. Well, where do you stand on aliens? You know, hey, are they, they out there, there? I hope they like us. That's all I'm saying. I'm scared yeah. that they don't. There's a little bit of a fear you have of them. Oh, sure. Wiping of us out. Yeah, sure. no, I mean, it's always uh, in the back of our heads. I I definitely believe that there's I'm not like uh, obtuse enough to think that we are the only things in the universe. I don't know what it is. I just hope if they come here, they're chill with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think I they've already they been be. here? They might have if they have been, that's even more comforting because that means they are chill with us or yeah. at least they're gathering their research. Hopefully they're very diligent in that. And it's after my lifetime that they decide to get aggressive if that's what happens. You know? Yeah. 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 So as long as it's not not while you're here. Yeah. It's like the environment. I consider it like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I can, I guess. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'll introduce football to the aliens. I got nothing else for you. You know? Yeah. Uh, I feel smoke, like the aliens want to smoke weed. I'll do that with them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I finally understood like what, like what happened, like the, the big bang thing when this guy explained it the other day, cause like you get it, but I think they say it's hard for like humans to imagine things like infinity. It's like you, your brain just can't There's grasp of like, right. Where they say like, if, if infinity, like to try and grasp infinity, it's like, if you put a monkey on a typewriter 
if you sat him there for infinity, he would write every book that's ever been written because that's how long infinity <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. So th- they that said, thought, um, I just go, I want to go to sleep after hearing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so what this guy said is like, I wish I could remember who said it, but it was like, he's like, if you put like a beer, like a bottled beer in a freezer and then you take it out and it looks like just regular or whatever. And he's like, and then you open it and that explosion that will like happen. He's like, that's what happened. That's how like the universe started, but it's just, it never, it never stops. Right. It's just always shooting out and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just fucking, I need, I needed some weed for that shit. I'm sorry if anyone listening to this is stoned, they might've passed out from having their minds. I'm over here. Just my brain's in a pretzel. (laughs) I wish you could put like the smart person explaining it next to me explaining it. You know, it's like, so I'm glad you explained it as opposed to like some dork. You know what I mean? Because I would have just glossed <laughs> over and I would have been like a guy entering the atmosphere again. I would have been like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you doing on that beer? Can I get this you? A empty, I, I'll take the other one. Oh, I don't care. If I'll be right back. Longer. I'll be right back. Way I'm to go. Great Cass. Time. Thank you again for getting me these tall boys. Oh, you, you got it. I feel like I'm at the so ballpark. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, that's I hope I didn't, uh, you know. No, you're uh, good. Reductive to the progress. <laughs> no, Sh- Shanks over there blowing weed in his face. It's it's, it's, it's it's all good. You started on the radio when you were 16. I started when I was 15. Yeah. How the fuck does that happen? I don't know, man. I uh, I got lucky and I got in as the door was closing, like in terms of like people getting jobs and that sort of thing. And I what year I was this? This was in. Um, two, did did you pull your? In, did you pull your moat stunt to get in? That they saw <laughs> I was, that and they're like, I was okay. a stunt boy at the beginning. I was doing whatever it took to get on the get on the air. And um, I was like a diligent intern when I was 15. And I got what it was, was like through school, I got a sales internship. And that was like six months. And from there, I was in the building. So I, w- I listened to that morning show every day. And I said to myself, my dream is to be one of the guys on that morning show. Mm-hmm. And then I did it that summer because Whoa. I just wrote the guy, the producer, a letter. I still is still my like uh, friend to this day. I wrote him a letter and I was like, I just want to come And I went in there and they just they let me come in and watch. Mm. And I just didn't go home like I would come in every day. then, <laughs> And they were just like, he's here again. And for the first like two weeks, I just sat in a chair and didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Didn't do anything. They didn't tell me to do anything. And I just watched. And then um, would they bring you up like on air? Would they say no. you were there? No, it was like I was not even it was like I was a piece of furniture and I just watched <laughs> like them this operate, kid's here again. And I just listened and overheard like how their processes worked. And then mm. at one point they started giving me menial tasks and I started doing those and they hired a woman to do the assistant producer job. And I was training her how to do it because I had like witnessed it already. Right. And then I just said to my boss, I go, hey, why don't you just have me do the job? Yeah. And he was like, all right. And so I got hired in high school and I had to like talk to my guidance counselor and he shifted all my classes to the end of the day so I could work until like 11 a.m. Oh, that's nice of him. That's just, see, I feel like that's the but first time like, I've heard a guidance counselor be useful. I had to, I also like, I only went to two <laughs> classes. And so he, gave me the final exams for like three classes in December. 
so that I could start working in January. That's great. You're getting in, you're getting into show business story is like the opposite of uh, one of our last guests, which is like, he tried to do what you were doing and then got sexually assaulted, basically. Perry oh. Caravello. Yeah. I might have he a was, Netflix special if that happened to me at this point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He was, he, 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 he went to go do a job and the guy told him that uh, he would get him into SAG if he, if he blew him. Oh, that's tough. Well, he would get him yeah. on a, on the show that with Christina Applegate. Well, yeah, see, perform. radio is the lowest rung of show business. Yeah. And that's it's just like it really is blue collar show business, if you think about it. And it's just degrading. And I was at an age where I didn't give a shit. And that was my advantage over people graduating from college, things like that, who were trying to get into media like that. They were like, why would I do this for that low of money? Meanwhile, I'm like, that's how much money it is. Holy shit. I'm 15. Like what? What? I have no overhead. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. it was I was the richest one of my friends for the longest time. You know, what's so sad about radio is like for a little bit, they weren't the lowest rung of show business because people playing video games like on Twitch started and then they were like radio was probably like, hey, look at this. There's a lower rung of people doing something. <laughs> and then fucking Twitch just blasted off. And now like they look down at radio. Do you know what I love about Twitch, though? It is radio. That's yeah. why, like, that's what, like, they're watching a game, but also they don't have to be. And if you're just talking, it's radio. That's you're right. doing radio, you're just talking right. to them, and you can interact. And so it's like a new form of it. And radio is lower than Twitch, by the way, nowadays. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. many people making more money on Twitch than they are in radio. Oh, if I could have interacted with Kevin and Bean, like in the late 90s, oh, yeah. or like on uh, Loveline, been able to like talk to Dr. Drew as a kid. I was obsessed with all those shows and like Opie and Anthony, Don and Mike, yeah. Howard Stern, all of it. And then we had like our local version, which was Shred and Reagan. And that's the show I ended up working <laughs> Sh on. Shred and Reagan. 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> they're still on the air and they're fantastic. Wow. They should have been. See, a thing that they, I this is what I realized growing up. They eventually, I was like, we're going to be nationally syndicated because I thought like we had the stuff and we yeah. did. Yeah. But they had no aspirations of that. And that was the, that's cool though. They that's made a bunch of rock. money in Buffalo and they're like, we're happy we have families here. But be me being a kid, I didn't, I thought we all wanted to go to the moon. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then I grew up and I was like, okay, I'm disenchanted. So you stayed there. So, you, so you were on the show at, at 15 or 16 then. I started getting paid at 16, but I was an intern at 15. And then you stayed there. Now you became part of the the morning crew. Yes. For how long did you stay there? I was there for 15 years with oh, exception wow. to one year where I went to Cleveland and came back eventually. You went to an, uh, another morning show. Yes. That I hated. Oh, it was the worst. They were terrible. You, you left home. I did. I, yeah. well, it was more money. And um, I thought it was like progressing my career. Yeah. What were your duties on the morning show? Like, were you, uh, it was oh, you and another I, guy. So I was, so I was the assistant producer. Okay. I wasn't the executive producer, which is the best because all I'm doing is filling in like third mic stuff. I get to come up with bits. I would do theaters where I would write sketches basically. And then mm -hmm. just like create them through an audio. Like I used to make soundscapes and shit. Mm-hmm. I would do contests. I'd come up with just filling segments. I'd come up with content, but I would really had no true responsibilities. That's a lot of work. It was. You've got to turn fun, dude. It was so fun. And then like eventually they started heaping other things onto my plate without giving me a raise because that's how consolidation works in a corporate media landscape. And I could do more than one job. I was doing like four people's job. Like when I got there as an intern, 
there would be like four full-time employees that end up having all the jobs that I ended up with. And I wasn't even making half of the money that one of them was making. Wow. What did you hate about the one year that you went to that other place? Why was it so bad? Oh my God. These two dipshits that I worked for were awful. Kylie and booms was the name of the show. It lasted (laughs) three years before it was canceled. I was on it for one year and I saw the writing on the wall. Were just so you pulled the antiquated. shoot on your own. Yeah, I yeah. pulled the shoot. I didn't sign. I was very Don Draper in my radio life. I didn't. I never signed a contract because mm-hmm. I wanted to like f- have a fluid situation. Yeah, that's how those jobs come. And up. you were good, so they were like, "All right, well, that's." Yeah, I mean, the- I'm lucky that I stayed in the same place for so long. That never happens, you know. Did they like poach you? The people in Cleveland did. Yeah, it was my it was a guy that used to work in Buffalo at a radio station that was a competitor that was always trying to steal me away. And this guy, I should have known because this guy, the first time he offered me a job, he took me to dinner and shit. And I'm like, here we go, baby. This Mm -hmm. is like I'm going to get then he then he showed me the money. It was eighteen thousand dollars. I go, I make more than this as a part time guy. Yeah. Like I made more than this when I first got hired. Like that's an insanely low. I like cried because I was like, that's so low. And then I lied to my boss at the time and said he offered me a different number. And then they matched that number instead. Yeah. I just yeah. was like, hail Mary. <laughs> if they gave you that right. That means they could have given you that right. And they should have given you that. No, that's what's even yeah. more disgusting about it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I had some, uh, some corporate assholes that I had to deal with throughout the, the years that like stunted me because I was just like, I'll do whatever. And I was like trying to grind it out. And then they would, you know, never give me what they said. They were like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Turns out we can't give you that. Yeah. Do you feel like you're good at that? Like, like both of you, like negotiating. Is that like a strong suit for you? Or you're like, because I'll go in there and I hate myself. So like, I can't sell myself that way. I need somebody to do it for me. I think I, I hate it. But I also think like being in New York instantly makes you better at at shit like that because you're dealing with so many people that you're like, I don't care what this guy, like I, I, I locked myself out like a fucking idiot the other day, which like I've never done in my whole life. That's and I not did like here. you. That is not like you. So not, not a raw thing to no, do, no, no, but no. I, the problem is my place in LA, the door doesn't lock on its own. So I forgot that I was, I just like, my brain was gone. I went to go do laundry. And as soon as the door shut, I was like, I don't have my keys. Like I'm just, what a fucking moron you are. And, um, I got on my phone to like locksmiths and the first guy's like, Hey, what's up? He's like, Oh, I could, he's like, I'll, I'll come over. I'll give you an estimate when I get there. I was like, nah, dude. I was like, listen, I got, I already had another guy who said he could do it for a 90. So if you can't do it for 90, just let me know. And I'll tell the other guy. And he's like, Oh, well, well, I, you got, all right. I could do it for 80. Like, yeah. And that's, if I was in LA, like I would have just been like, help. Like, you know, yeah. like you, you, you don't have that. There's something about like constant interaction with humans all day that just keeps you on your toes of like even walking in stores here. It's like in L.A., I could just like look up at a menu and like stare for like five minutes and there's nothing. Or like in New York, if you're looking up at the menu, someone's like, Yo, are you going to fucking go? Or like, what, what's, you know, like you have, you <laughs> yeah. just have to, you, you can't be like vulnerable here on the streets, you know? No, well, there's I no fe- sense of urgency in LA. No, no, no. I feel anxiety when I go to New York. I can tell that there is this hustle that I don't have innately in me because I've just been so uh, like washed out out here. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to New York and I, even when I'm going to a, like a Starbucks, something I've been a million times out here, I know exactly what I want. I go there. I have this stress because I like, I feel like, you know, there's people around me. They're going to, they're going to sense that I'm not from here. They may call me they, like a name, you know, there's, there's this urgency <laughs> that I don't, 
you know, and everyone's just there. Um, but talking about negotiating, I actually haven't. The only time I've really negotiated is like maybe a couple of times, but the most recent one was when I got this gig at G4. And I'm so glad like we have managers and things that people that, yes. that can do that for us because I generally don't like, like, I'm just happy to that somebody's considering me for something. Sure. You no, know, that's the same thing with me. I'm just grateful to be there. Yeah. And so when I'm like, well, if they have more money, I'll take more money. And, you know, <laughs> and the, and the manager's like, okay, we're going to tell them you want this. And I'm like, well, don't tell them I need to have that, but like, let's make sure they offer. So it's, it's nice to have people that do that for you. But I will say most of the time, even when I worked at Best Buy as a salesman, that first offer, there's room, like there's room to negotiate. There's room for people to come down or for you, for them to come up or whatever it is. It's all in how you deliver it, really. Yeah. You know, it's it's like if you came in and I knew right away you're sniffing out a deal or you're being really short or you're, I was less, priv- you know, I was less likely to give you that deal. But if I, if we had been talking, I'm like, oh, you know, we're building a rapport and you were nice and like, you weren't pushy about it. You were probably going to walk out with a way better deal than, than sure. you would have otherwise. I am good in terms like you gave the example of like a service industry, like with the locksmith thing. Like that's different than me trying to negotiate myself. Yeah. Like in a, you know, in a business sense. And I'm glad that I have people that do that too, that, you know, even with comedy clubs, like this is the guarantee we'll give you. And I'm like, um, and now I'm glad I have a guy that I can go like, I don't really want to. Can you make it more? And he'll be like, I'll talk to him. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Cause I would just be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mo- and most of the time, me. like they come back with a better number, right? Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, job. it's like they're That's earning do, their, yeah. they're earning their percentage. I don't think I'm good at negotiating, but what I am, I don't know if it's good at, but it's like, I, I become a crazy person when I feel like I've been like fucked over or like, yeah, we got you. Like, I remember one time I was in, this is like, the, I never feel shame. This is like one of the most embarrassing things I could tell. And it's not that embarrassing. Like I got out of a cab in New York city and right where I opened the cab door, there was a truck and it was like with marijuana leaves all over it. And it was like, we're selling fucking edibles and like this. And it was like so much, so such chaos around the truck that I was like, oh my God, like, I was like, what the fuck? And it was when I was smoking weed a lot. Like I was probably high at the time. And like, I just like, the guy was handing them out. And I just like, I was like, how much for the thing? And he's like, oh, like three brownies for 20 bucks. And I just like, I, there's so much going on. Like, I just didn't think it. I like, I reached into my pocket. I gave him the 20 bucks and like, I, like 40 feet away. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, of course, this is a fucking scam. You moron idiot. But I had never seen, I've lived in, I had lived in New York City my whole life. I was probably... 25 years old. I had never seen that before. And I was just like, I turn around, I go back to, Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's us. But then like, I I turn around and I start walking back to the guy and I go, Hey man, like I I go, I see all these, what you're doing over here. I go, it's all good. Take this back. Give me my 20 back. Like, and and he was like, nah, man, like once you about, and I was like, Hey buddy, I was like, I fucking grew up here and I know what's, and I was like, unless you want to not sell one more thing. Cause I'll stand here and tell everybody what you're fucking doing. And then he like started yelling at me and we start like going at it a little and like, there's nothing in me that's like, Hey Rob, you know, it's, it's, it's 20 bucks. Like you're, you're, you're doing okay. Like let that go. It's like, th- this is life or death. Like you know, there's- It's your pride. No, yeah, I, I have been, I, this is not that long ago. This is like 2019. I got scammed like an old person <laughs> on the phone uh, because uh. I 
I had an issue with my father's PayPal. So, you know, he's like an internet illiterate. Mm -hmm. So here I am trying to like save the day. I called what I thought was the customer service of PayPal because I just Googled what the customer service was, hit the first number that came up and it was some phishing scam. And here I am at 7-Eleven getting like a $50 gift card. And I go, I know this is a scam. I said that to myself. I go, this isn't what PayPal would do. I still went through with it because I go, I want to know this guy's fucking me. And then when he yeah. did it, he goes, okay, good, Mr. Now you can uh, send a $400. We have to get, I go, I know what you're doing. And yeah. I talked to him on the phone. I go, he goes, what? And he got mad at me and started yelling mm-hmm. at me. And I go, listen, man, you got me for 50 bucks. Yeah. Applause break, but I'm not giving you any more money. Like, I can't believe I fell for that. You got me. I like had this moment on the phone. I'm like, you got me, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like- yeah. It's so funny. It, there's a guy on Twitch speaking of Twitch that does that scams the scammers. Yes. Is he the guy that also made a, a, a obstacle course for squirrels? Um, I know that. That's Mark. Is that oh, Mark yeah. Rober? That's Mark Rober. Thing, right? I, he has done this. There's okay. a guy whose whole thing on Twitch, his name's Kit Boga. Oh, okay. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. he does, he essentially, I don't know how he does it, but like every stream, he'll get a call and it'll be some some Indian fella yep. who's trying, and he plays, he does a voice filter, so it sounds like he's an old lady. And so these Indian guys are constantly trying to get him to to go buy gift cards and give them the gift card numbers and he'll just fuck with them the whole time and just string out the whole he'll he'll spend like three hours with one guy completely frustrating the guy there was one i watched the other day where he was like he was like okay well i guess i'll just drive down to the lows and like you know he would call (laughs) him back and then he would add like you know, uh, uh, store background sounds to make it sound like he's at a store, you know, and it, and it's so funny because <laughs> when you said you are at 7-Eleven buying a <laughs> gift card, I just, I just that's I mean, dude, I was like, as I'm doing it, I'm like, you're such a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, and, and they do get angry. Oh, he got so oh, mad yeah. when I accused him of it. And he was also just like, and I was like, whatever. And then I lost it. I just was so like, I had to tell everybody how dumb I was because it was it's, so dumb. It's you know such I mean? a good story. It's yeah, such it was a good like, story. I can't believe I fell for like an old lady. <laughs> What's the age where there, I think there's like a definite age where you go from being like, oh, you fucking idiot to like, you feel bad. So is it like 65? Like yeah, if no somebody's over 65. For for <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I was going to say. Like, I don't feel bad for you. Like, I'm like, oh, man, like really. But like, there is an age. Right, like, I think what are you mentally uh, deficient? What are you? How did you fall yeah. for that? Yeah. Like, it's like you're too good for this. Like, that's how I feel. Like, My you, mother you, always said I am too gullible. And it wasn't even a matter of that. I have that her telling me that running through my head anytime I'm making a deal by the <laughs> yeah. way, because I don't want to get fucked. So it actually makes me gun shy more than it does the opposite. But every now and then I get caught in this little web and I go, this person isn't trying to fuck me like that. And I see it through. Yeah. I, did I think that's good. I think you want to be somebody who's like open to the goodness of people, right? Yeah, away, no, it right? has made me gun shy though. Like I said, yeah. so now I'm just like sitting there, like I can't even pull the trigger on anything. Yeah, sometimes, you know, because I'm. Like, it might be sixty. I think sixty might be the age where, like, if somebody's like fifty nine and they fell for some shit, I know, like sixty seven. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Like, yes. you know, there's it's somewhere in the, that's the sweet spot where, like, if you're sixty, maybe I think sixty one. 
Yeah. If you're like 61, it's like, oh, they got you. Like, damn, let's let's get these guys. We're like, if somebody's 59, you're like, what are you doing? Like, you've been Don't you think it's weird, long. though? Like 60. I mean, Seinfeld 60. Would you be like Seinfeld got scammed by a, a guy on the, on the phone? Would you be like, huh? Yeah, no. Or would you feel bad for him? I wouldn't feel bad for Seinfeld. Right. It's yeah. All the Overton window of age is moving. It is. Yeah. And we're going to who knows what's going to be when we're fucking. Yeah, I'm I scared of that. I feel like I've seen my mom fall prey to the, these sort of things. Like even when I was a kid, because <laughs> we're immigrants, so we're from another country. So you tack that on. So automatically feel like you're in a new country and then like you have no idea what the norm is. Right. So if somebody's calling you like I remember she'd get real excited about Publishers Clearinghouse, you know, and she'd see those commercials with the big by the way like I, I can't believe that that was like okay for that long people you know on tv showing these big old checks that they got yeah, that seems illegal it, it it was and then you've got ed mcmahon pimping it out i mean we were my mom was like several times i remember her like going through the catalog and being like you gotta order this and that and make sure we get a chance to get entered into the drawing and like <laughs> was that not real i i i think ultimately it's a scam, but like one, it's like the lottery. I mean, it's, it's like, it's somebody uh, does win, but it is like, it is a thing that is a scam. Like ultimately. Right. Cause it, in New York city, that was like, you would see that on TV and be like, Oh, that's like where people live in like movies, you know, like it's, it, it was never like, Hey, we're, we're, we're going up to this project building or like, you know, we're, yeah. we're going up to this uh 30 story building. Like we're in right. the elevator now waiting. Like there's 12 people in the elevator. It was always like, we're pulling up to this like nice house. Yeah, it's like the house from like, Home Alone. I always remember them being like trailers. Yeah. No. Oh, really? See, I remember them going up to maybe homes they with, like, balloons. Them. They tailored them for different <laughs> markets. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. My mom was always the opposite. She was skeptical of everything. So yeah. it made me the other way, where I'm like, not everything's bad, you know. I like re in a rebelling sort of way. I mm -hmm. guess. Like I'm going to show her. I'm yeah, going to yeah, trust yeah. everyone. Yeah. You're too trusting. I remember her saying that. I'm like, is that such a bad? Yeah, no, it's it's not. You know, who somebody hurt your mom and got her to? No, she maybe is she very was like everyone's out to get you. You know that yeah. kind of thing. And so I was the opposite. So I I became that because I felt people were trying to take advantage of my poor immigrant parents. Right, right, right. You right. know. I because I spoke for a long time. Uh, I spoke and I do now, but I spoke the best English in the family as a kid. Oh, wow. so when like, you know, my dad's at work all day and it is like me and my mom. So after school, like, I don't know, say like a, a fucking plumber would come over and I would have to be the one to like communicate like my mom would would do her best. But I would be like, all right, dude, this is what's going on. Like the, sure. her, her bathroom toilet is doing this thing where the water isn't refilling. Like, can you fix that? And then also like the shower heads loose. And then uh, I was the go between the translator. Yeah. And, and so a lot of times I felt like I had to be the guy be like, I don't know, like, you know, and, and I was skeptical. I always thought people were trying to take advantage of us. I could have used more of what you have, which is just like people are nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I grew up in a predominantly white, area and like had racist neighbors sure. so i thought it was like you know i thought people were out to get us for a while and then post 9 11 forget about it oh my god yeah. i can't even imagine yeah my father was a an, uh, or is an immigrant um he was born in egypt but he's not an egyptian person he's a greek person that was just born there your father yeah oh how interesting where was he born cairo uh alexandria oh ooh, fancy 
Was it fancy? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem fancy. <laughs> I feel I feel like Alexandria is a place where we would go vacation. It was like near the beach. It is the capital. Yeah. Is it? I thought I Cairo so. was the capital. Is it? Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I mean, you're. I have no idea. No, who I honestly cares? wish I knew more about my father's. <laughs> like they, that was such a roller coaster for me of like. I don't belong in this conversation. Oh, I do. Oh, no, I don't. I do. You were like, I oh, mean, that's I fancy. Was like, is it real? And then you're like, oh, is that the the capital of this? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, oh, yeah, I feel, it feels okay. My you, father went when I was on my 15th birthday, him and my mom went to Egypt for a vacation and I didn't get to go. So it was on I've your 15th been. birthday. Yeah, I'll never. Yeah. Because I remember I go, isn't it my birthday? They're like, yeah, but that's when we're going. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, I would have I would have oh, thanked gosh. them up and down for not bringing me. Well, I didn't do. I was a nerd at fifteen. I wasn't doing anything fun, so it would, I should have had more fun with it. You're right. So wait, your dad was Greek. Yes. So both his parents were Greek. Both his parents were Greek, and they went to Egypt because a lot of Greek people went to Egypt some for some reason in the sixties okay. and seventies, and uh, that's where he was born. But he is of Greek nationality and Egyptian. He has two passports. That's cool. Yeah. And you've never been. Never been. I've been to Greece, but I haven't been to Egypt. I'd say you could get most of it from Google. Like, you, I don't know if you yeah, need to go. I mean, it's so funny. Like the pyramids, you have this weird, like you picture them out in the middle of the desert. No, you know, it's, it's like then you're in like, the middle of the city. If anyone just turns the yeah. camera around, it's yeah. like, there's a McDonald's, there's a Rite Aid. I think if you like, <laughs> I think literally there is a KFC yeah, on no, the other so side. so wild when they just... Yeah. If you just like every picture of the pyramids, it looks like it's like you have to take a camel to go get to it right. or whatever. Like, how do we like, get there? <laughs> yeah. Do we need water? Like how many nope. days supplies do we need? And then if you just like turn around. Yeah. 180. It's like there's a Burger King. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy because you can be on a road that's just like any road out here, like a highway. And then you just come up over a hill and then boom. Yeah. There are the fucking pyramids. And then, but you're still like in a city. It's yeah, just, it's, it's so kind of wild. wild. I mean, it's, I, I would say make it a short trip. Yeah. You know, and then if you have anyone that like can be sort of like a, a guide, because everyone, you, they will drain you of all the money you oh, have they wherever do you go. Sir, come here. And then they're like, they take you in a maze and they're like, you want to get back? Yeah. Exactly. You got to pay me the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been through that. It's a it's a town that, you know, think about it, like everyone, their their economy is based on people wanting to go visit. Sure. Um, otherwise, it's kind of a corrupt government. And, you know, it, imagine like Brazil, but with something to see right. there besides that Jesus statue. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's going to be uh, people at every corner out to to take your American dollar, make it a short trip, go to Jordan and see Petra. I have been to Morocco and that's where I experienced that whole ruse of like let's go on a tour and then all of a sudden it's just like windy roads and stuff i'm like i'll yeah see if i can manage and they're always so nice oh yeah they're always so nice but they're like you also are scared the best part was my cousin was like we should go with this guy i'm like no i don't have (laughs) enough i go i don't have enough money to go with that guy let's just walk around on our own and he was like okay and then we talked to all the people that went with that guy yeah because he was like they're like he's funny and they just walked with them and they were like yeah we went down all these windy things, alleyways and such. And then he was like, oh, you want to get back? Well, I'll show you the way back if you pay me X amount of dollars. Yeah. (laughs) Some of these guys are so famous. They have their own like Yelp reviews. Like if you if you were to go to like the the pyramids and everyone is like, do not go with Mahmoud. If you see Mahmoud, like, dude, 
he will get you there then he'll charge you Notorious double yeah story. yeah yeah it's you do have to be careful be a smart traveler but also like i don't want to shit on it to the point where you like don't ever want to go no, just like be with a buddy being poor was never seeking out someone to show me around. <laughs> right. yeah i'm like i'll just wander around and figure my way back you know yeah see what i see Cass, you know it would be great if like TMZ somehow saw you picking up those two tall boys, a Miller. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, look who's relapsed." Got... Yeah, uh-huh. TMZ, he's back. Do you think <laughs> that would be on TMZ? Oh, I, I'm so I'm I'm such a famous sober guy. Yeah, I would ha- I'd have to be. <laughs> you know, it's funny is because like I, I get in my head because I haven't been able to make my normal uh, meetings on Mondays, and then I go like, "Oh man, if one of them saw me at the liquor store right now, they'd put two and two together. They'd be like, oh, he's off. He's off the wagon.'" You know what I'm like? Uh, I'll confirm. You ever yeah. see Mad Men? Yeah. You know, when uh, Ro- uh, Roger Sterling, he goes, uh, he's trying to get Freddie Munson to get sober. He's like, oh, I'll go down to Hazleton. That's where my dentist went. Uh, only drinks beer now. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. me. Like, I stopped yeah. drinking liquor. I just, I know, always know where I'm at with yeah. beer. Yeah. Like, good. I don't black out. I, uh, I feel like it, I get full before I get drunk. So I like slow down. It's like, yeah, it's a, I can it's drink like a 12 meal. beers, I feel like, in a in like a couple of hours, and I'm like, I feel the same. I'm probably not, but I it's not like booze where I get like morose or drunk, or right? Like, I'm just like, I hate my I'm puking in the yeah. bathroom or the, something. The know? blacking out yes. was the thing for me, and, and Rob was with me on one of the last times I blacked out, but it was like I remember I blacked out. And Rob was like telling me the next day all the things I was that sober. I had did. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, Rob was sober, and I was like, "Man, I really don't remember that." I'm like, "Is he fucking with me?" And I'm like, "But, but here's the deal. I'm not the kind of guy who would he's do not. that. No, the no. only reason why I did it was because we were working on set, like we were filming a TV show, we, and he it was, was my birthday. Was, it was he my was birthday. Out drunk. <laughs> yeah." Yeah, yeah. Steve Aoki was incredible. Oh, my Lord. What did I do to Steve Aoki? I don't know. No, Uh, no, no. Not to Steve Aoki, but somebody else. uh, Like uh, Joe Perino says you fish hooked them. But like you were like, you know, there was this guy you were like fucking wrapping his scarf. You were just I was letting everything go. And then you spilled Jack and Coke on my brand new sneakers. And like, I was like, I was like, babe, chill out a little. And you were like, oh, watch it. And you like tried to come at me. And I was like, babe. I was like, chill out a little. I know Dude, that that's was the thing about liquor with me too. I get like yeah. aggressive. I'm like, you don't even like me. I get like, start to get like real, right? Just morose. I don't even, I, and now I like, sometimes I'll do a shot here and there, but it's like at certain point I go pump the brakes, pally. Yeah. What do you do when you're on the road and you've got fans after that are just trying to get drunk with you? How do I'll you do a couple of shots, but yeah. I know the limit. I go, all right. I'm I go, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, and thankfully a lot of them give me drugs more than they give me booze, which is much preferred. Now, do you have a lady friend right now? Not a solid one, no. Yeah. I haven't had like a girlfriend in a many a moon. Is that something you want? Because I remember the first time I saw you was I was on a YMH talking about you getting your butthole eaten. Oh, yes. No, and I was, was like, this is a guy I, mean, I like a this real guy. run. Yeah. Back they called it the days. make the make Josh come tour. Yes. Now it had a quite a halting end due to the COVID virus. But um, oh, that's a shame. No. Yeah. No. I mean, every now and we get some lingerings, but it was uh, <laughs> it was quite the run. No, that was fun. And at the time, I didn't want a girlfriend. But at but now, I mean, I think I could I could handle it. I wasn't in a financial place back then to even 
entertain having a girlfriend. Right. You know, and I know better than to even think that I could. But now I think I'm like in a place where I can do that. So I wouldn't mind it. You no. wouldn't mind. No. That's great. Yeah, I'm open to it. I haven't had one in years, though. It's almost been it's getting like gross how long it's been, like eight years, maybe. What do you think would be the t- the hardest part of adjusting to life with a girlfriend? Is it giving up a lot of your, your time? Solitude, yes. Yeah. Which I don't even like having as it is, but it is something yeah. that I've been conditioned to. And COVID fucked me up a great deal. I mean, it really made me yeah. mad at, at uh, social interaction and just like. I always have a history. I don't know, like with my parents or people that I am like myself around, I snip. Like if they're grading at me and I'm not all there, like I'm worse for wear for the day. Like I'm like, you know, my energy is at a certain level and it gets drained. Yeah. And then I'm at an empty tank and Mm -hmm. I have like the people around me that I know love me. Yeah. (laughs) And they're saying something annoying. I'm just like, what? Yeah. I'm on E. I get snippy and then yeah. they get upset and I don't want to do that to a woman anymore. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you can just date whatever. someone in the mornings. No. When you've got a full be, tank. It would have to be. I remember my last girlfriend uh, or one of my last girlfriends. I thought at first, like, I'm like, oh, my God, she wakes up in the morning. I worked in the afternoons at the time. She worked in the morning. And I was like, oh, it's so awesome. She wakes up in the morning and she hums and it's like there's animated birds flying around yeah. her head. It's beautiful. And then like two weeks and I'm like, will you You're shut right. up? <laughs> I remember she yeah. was laying in bed and had the clicky sounds on the typewriter. Like, you know, when she was texting. Oh, yeah. She didn't turn those off. And it would That's go, a red flag. Go, Bing! You know, and it'd come yeah. back and she'd be like. And I'd yeah. be like. I reached over with seamlessly and just was like, click. And that girl got so pissed at me. Yeah, it was like it was like she was on a typewriter next to you. Yeah. yeah. And it was coming. Yeah, and it was that. one text message, maybe. But when you're having a full fledged conversation back and forth, no, turn your sounds off. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. That's one of those things when iPhones first came out, everyone kept the sound. But for, you know, it, t- it took me like, I don't know, six months. I was like, oh, you can turn this off. Never looked back. But if you see somebody with the keyboard clicks now on an iPhone, even the crazy ding. Yeah. That thing, if that happens four times within 20 minutes, yeah. You know, you're you're talking to someone, you're looking at it. Totally. Put it on vibrate. Every, <laughs> I have no patience for that. I don't know what it is. What percentage <laughs> of folks out there do you think that have an iPhone have the audible alert? Because I I Always have mine. Can on I make a leap of immense judgment? Yeah. If you have your sounds on, you are mentally deficient. Yeah. You're ill. Yes. You are not all there. Do you have Rob? You're a vibrate. Yeah. This guy. I'm, oh, I, I, I don't even let. I don't even let it vibrate. I'm. I'm nothing. <laughs> I don't let my phone take me out of my life. I look at my phone when I want to look. But then the problem is. When somebody is like when we used to do the pod, my my like my sound would never be on. And there were a couple of pods in the studio where it went off because if we had a guest coming, I would have to toggle the thing up because mine doesn't vibrate. I just yeah. I don't like the idea. Of, and again, like if I ever have kids or whatever, I'm going to have to get out of this. But like, I don't like the idea when I see people like their phone controls their life. Like, of course, I like I like to be like, oh, I'm ready to look at my phone, not like. My phone needs me right now, you know, and yeah. people think like everything, like I always talk to people who like, I, I just, lately I've been doing this thing where I don't look at my phone for an hour after I wake up at all. 
and I've brought it up to people and people are like, oh, I can never do that. And I'm like, well, you could do like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And they're like, yeah, but what if like somebody needed me? And I'm like, well, what if you had slept another 10 minutes that like, who are yeah. you that like you're this person who needs to be like, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm usually like, oh, like now I've gotten to the point because it's everyone's answer where I'm like, oh, okay. But like, usually I don't think, I would say nine out of 10 people are not needed the way they think they are of like, oh my God, I could never look at my phone for 10 minutes. It's like, oh, you're looking at Instagram, like please. Right. right. Yeah. Dude, when I, I, I have immense depression and I recognize that. So I know when I'm in a happy point, mm-hmm. I don't even need my phone. My phone could be in outer space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like over there and I'm not even looking at it and whatever, and I'll get to it for work capacities. And I'm like, get this out of my hand. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait to lose it. But when I'm at the depths, I know it because I'm like, I wake up and I'm just death scrolling and looking for any, looking for a like or something. Not even that at all. It's not even that it's just looking at something Mm. just to like distract myself. Yeah. It's not even like, I don't care about the likes or the comments. It's like the, it's just like I need something to stare at to distract myself. And it's not really doing that either, you know, just to get you out of your own misery. Yeah. Just to like wake up, you know, yeah. or something or get out of bed. And it uh, doesn't do that either. You just stare at it and you're like, well, I've been in bed for two hours staring yeah, at this. Sure. <laughs> we got real today. Um, look, sure. boys, that's a pod. Well, hey. yeah. Thanks for coming on, Josh. Where where, where do the people where do the people go to find Josh Potter? Uh, I have a YouTube channel called the Josh Potter show. Please subscribe to that. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm going to be launching a Patreon in 2022 where I'll be doing more gambling content and up-to-date sports stuff. Oh, cool. So I'm excited about more content. Yes. I'm going to be doing a pod also on that. And um, what else? On top Uh, of the Josh Potter show. Yes. The Josh Potter show will not change. It'll be the same if you're just one. We love that. that. Pay for more Potter. Yes, for sure. And then uh, I'm going to be going on the road at the end of January, early February. So come on out, take a look, see what's up. That's great. Well, thank you so much. It was so great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, man. Hopefully we'll have you on uh, again. Um, and you can find, well, Jamie will be back next week. You can find pajama pants on. Oh Instagram yeah. Wait, somebody, somebody said, yeah, I feel like they're what, not, what's the word? Not like waning, like, like they're like pushing, like they're slowly not weaning Jamie off of the show or like they said some shit like that where it's like, oh, that's yeah. so no, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I mean, no, the tr- uh, truth is Jamie has a sick son today. She yeah. Jack has the, the flu guys. Yeah, so send uh, Jamie some well wishes. Uh, by the time this comes out, he'll probably be through it. But uh, it's nice to hear somebody getting just the good old fashioned flu and not COVID. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. You the Omicron. Know these days, but uh, I hope next time I come, she'll be here. Yeah, uh, I wish she would love you. Um, great. You can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and if you're on YouTube, subscribe and click the notification bell. That way, you know when our shows go live every Tuesday morning. We are. Uh, closing in on 40,000 subscribers on YouTube and we just hit 20 uh thousand followers on Instagram so we're we are doing it and go uh subscribe to the Josh Potter show I'm assuming yes, most people already are um because they're all YMH nice. heads but if you aren't so. he's very funny um go see him do stand up and uh yeah until then we'll see you in the next episode thank you 